each and every one of you here is already a perfect Buddha. Do you know that? When we meditate, what we're doing is simply letting go of our forgetfulness of that minor fact. And when we begin to remember that minor fact, our life transforms forever. And we gain the courage to live from our heart instead of out of fear and the need to conform, to be approved of by others, to follow the conventional way of living, to get some sense of identity and approval. Because once you realize you are the perfect Buddha, then whatever you choose to do comes out of the perfection of wisdom, the pragya paramita. And it comes spontaneously the courage to live without fear, without jealousy, without any kind of suffering whatsoever. But how did we come to forget that we are the perfect Buddha? How did this truth of our nature as the Samyak, Sambuddha, How did that get lost? How do we return to the understanding and the recognition and the actual palpable realization of our Buddhahood? Carl Jung said it got covered over by three layers. I think in principle he's right, although, as you know, it can also be a lot more complex than that. But in general, he says, at the surface level is the persona. And it's who we have learned to pretend to be in order to make other people, starting with our parents and then teachers and other important others, uh, content with us so we don't get punished and we don't get rejected and we don't get lost in the crowd. And so we pretend to be somebody. But then, of course, under the pretense, we know we're imposters, so that creates even more sense of badness and lack and fear that the mask will fall off at the wrong time and things will start to get ugly because we don't know who we are under the mask of who we pretend to be. But then there's the ego under that that thinks it knows who it is because it's thinking all the time and it's... It's thinking that it's not as good as the smiley face it may put on or as bad as the angry face it may put on, but it's trying to discover who it is and it can't quite get there. It can't hold on to an identity. And so it's filled with desire to find some fetish, some object out there that will finally tell you, ah, that's me, that's who I am. And so people try to cling on to something they like, something that means that, ah, okay, I know who I am now because I've got this, or I believe in this creed, or whatever, and I have this object, and I live in this place. Whatever it is that one has uh, projected out as 
a marker of a true identity, but it's always a construct, an illusion, and then you get it and you realize, oh, that wasn't it after all. And the search never ends at that level. But you're afraid to let go of who you think you are because underneath that is what Jung called the shadow, which is who you're afraid you are. And the worry that that's what's going to result. If you let go of this ego energy and striving and desire, then you'll fall into the shadow. And then you will prove to yourself and everyone else that indeed you're ugly and undesirable and stupid and all of those negative things that you carry in your unconscious and terrify yourself with. And everyone has their private nightmares. And then they act in ways that they try to counteract that. And that's why the world is filled with diets and gyms and vacation tourists, uh, agencies, and all of these things to, to counteract that terror of falling into the shadow. But none of that works either. But then underneath all of those three layers is who you really are, yourself, with a capital S. And when you reach that, you start to laugh and realize that all those other three, the struggles you went through, were, were a joke. And they were the, just there to teach you to stop looking in the wrong places and, and stop trusting other people's judgments over your own. And so all we're doing in meditation is Stop pretending who you are, stop thinking who you are, and stop worrying about who you are. And just be who you are. So you don't have to do anything. And what you'll discover is that who you are, underneath all those other layers, is the perfect Buddha. And then you are in the state of Samyak Sambodhi. And you didn't have to do anything at all to get there. And you didn't have to pay anyone off. And you didn't have to go through any contorted struggles. It's all very simple. And so this is an easy path. It's an immediate, instant path as soon as you're ready to give up your addiction to your suffering. No time required because you are always already the Buddha. Always. Because Buddhahood is an eternal state. Buddhahood doesn't happen in time and space. It is the realization that what you are transcends time and space. Even though you appear in time and space. But the body through which you enable yourself to appear in time and space is not who you are. And so the major attachment is to the body. If you can let go of the identification with the vehicle through which you're experiencing this plane of illusion, then you're free much faster. But if you hold on to the body, there will be fear. The body identification doesn't mean you die to the body, but it means you die to your false belief that that's what you are. And then you're through with worrying about how good does your body look, what will happen when it gets older, you know, what are the, its, its conditions of being taken care of. All of the fears that you have are fears about the body. 
and you're trying to make it more attractive, more uh, safe, more secure, more powerful, more dominant. And all of those efforts are ultimately, inevitably, going to be failures because aging, death, all of these aspects of insecurity and change and flux are part of the nature of this phenomenal world. And if you're identified with the body, there will always be the anxiety that something could go wrong. And then the fear that something could go wrong will make something go wrong. And even the fear that something could go wrong is already making something wrong. Because you're losing your bliss. Why lose your bliss? When in fact, for the perfect Buddha who is functioning through the body, nothing ever goes wrong. This is a perfect universe. And you can trust that because you're the perfect Buddha. And your being here as the perfect Buddha is essential to the perfection of this universe. You are a necessary ingredient to make this world function. So never forget your essential importance. Because although the world has many ideologies that it will try to get you to believe in that will make you feel unimportant, and of course your own family will gladly do that for you in most cases, the fact is that you are of essential importance to God, to the Paramatman, to the central Buddhahood of the cosmos of which we all participate. And when we recognize that, that each of us is a Buddha, but each of us is also the Buddha. There is one Buddha functioning as many perfect Buddhas. And when we can function in that way, we create harmony and peace and love. And the whole world celebrates that the earth has become a Buddha land. And that's what we're doing now. That's the meaning of this time in history. That the world is going from ego land to Buddha land. And so all of us are being invited to remember our Buddhahood once again. Which is the same as remembering our Christhood and our Krishnahood and our Allahhood and Shivahood. It doesn't matter that we're it's the perfect being of light and love that is our true nature. And so all we're doing in meditation is letting go of the false that's filled with suffering, lack, illusion, ignorance, and returning to the wisdom, the peace, the joy, the love, the bliss of our Buddhahood. And because it is already here as our true nature, it's the easiest thing in the world to regain. Simply refuse to divert your attention from Buddhahood. Don't believe if the persona starts chattering in your mind or the ego wants you to think about something more important and down to earth than realizing your Buddhahood or the shadow starts telling you to get anxious that, that there's something wrong with you. Any of those three disturbances will take you away from your Buddhahood. <coughs> 
But you are the master. Those are just programmings, conditionings. They have no power over you. And when you've reached a point where you are ready to no longer deceive yourself into believing that you're not the perfect Buddha, all of those false mental operations lose their power and they dissolve. And the mind enters a stillness that is blessed and blissful. So, let's all enter the Buddha land together. <laughs>